0: Welcome to the 618 Now, a production of the Chamber of Commerce and the O'Fallon Weekly, where we give you a snapshot of what's happening right now in O'Fallon and Shiloh. Today is Friday, May 6th, 2022, and Jessica, what's going on?
1: Nick, I have somewhat of a riddle for you. Oh boy. Ready? There is a building in town that you probably drive by nearly every day. It's a house, but nobody lives there. It would not be unusual if 40 to 50 people came through the doors during the day. And the work that happens inside is transforming lives. So, any idea what that is?
0: No. No, I I don't.
1: You're thinking like a church or a hospital or something. Well, (laughs) I I
0: have some actual jokes, but I'm going to let them go. Okay. Probably not chamber (laughs) podcast appropriate. So, but no, what is it?
1: It is the OTHS Transition House, and it is located at the corner of South Smiley and Highway 50. Oh, okay.
0: okay. It is
1: part of the high school, and their goal is to assist 18 to 22-year-old special education students develop desirable work habits and provide meaningful life experiences. You
0: know, I have driven by, and I've seen a minivan parked out front, and I've also seen kids walking from the house to the high school, and I... You know, I wonder what's going on in there, Um, but I think we've written about it in the paper. You've covered a little bit in the paper in the past, yeah. Yeah. So.
1: So we spoke recently with Tiffany Schneider. She is the director of special services for the high school, and there is so much incredible programming with the special education department, and this transition house is just one piece of that. The house services students who have mild to moderate impairments, and they generally function between a first and a sixth grade level, And the idea is that they work their way through a four year high school career. And then once they're finished with that, they can go over to the transition house. Okay. Ms. Schneider gave us some great insights into how the transition program helps students develop social and personal skills needed to maintain employment and just generally excel in life. Students keep a daily schedule that looks much like an adult's day would look like. So maybe they work a job shift in the morning, then they'll spend some time at the YMCA getting in some movement. Um, but then they'll usually head back to the house to do laundry, get some chores done, and meal prep. The house is set up like like a house. It's a house. It's got a full kitchen, laundry room, and the like. Mm-hmm. Stacy and Stephanie are the OTHS teachers that coordinate the transition house, and they work really hard to find community-based opportunities to get students some hands-on access to work responsibilities. In fact, they partner with McKendree University and Carriel Junior High sports programs to do the laundry for both groups. Oh, cool. And then they also have smaller groups of students that, along with some of the staff, they'll go to Old Navy and Savers to work. So they'll fold clothes and sort items, things along those lines. Okay. Now, pre COVID, there were lots of these partnerships within the community, but then, boom, COVID hit and nearly everything stopped. Yeah. So you have these kids who are only eligible to receive special services for, you know, like a defined period of time. And these opportunities for social, emotional, and professional growth sort of vanished overnight because of the virus. Um, And the staff had to get really creative. So they do what educators always do, and they figured it out. They decided to open up a coffee shop inside the high school. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, the students received on-site training from a coffee company, so they learned how to use all of the equipment and how to make different drinks. And initially, they could only serve the staff because back then with the COVID restrictions and the like, there just weren't very many people in the building. Yeah, yeah. And bless the few staff members who would show up day after day um, to get their coffee at the coffee shop. It just wasn't very busy back then. Yeah. Um, but Ms. Schneider says that looking back, it was actually a good way to slowly introduce students to things like physical boundaries, how to manage workflow. And they got to learn without the pressure of having a line of customers. For sure. Well, they persevered, and fast forward to today, the coffee shop operates out of the concession stand at the entrance to the high school, and they stay very busy. It is now called the Perfect Blend, and with this much larger space, they can serve way more customers.
0: That sounds like a full service coffee shop. It
1: pretty much is. They make lattes and other specialty drinks, and it's not just coffee either. They offer donuts. Mm, donuts. Donuts. <laughs> hey, wait. Donut. Donut. That's right. <laughs> They offer donuts from Wood Bakery. They've got muffins, yogurt parfaits. They've quite quite the spread there. They've also opened up to where they can now serve students. So up until the 8 a.m. bell rings, students can order. And Ms. Schneider mentioned that this has been so good for students to interact with each other. It's sort of an organic lesson and empathy and patience from the student customers.
0: Very cool. Well, I could see that. And also you have students who, by the nature of education, maybe don't hang out in the same spaces. Except for now, they do. They do.
1: They do. So they can serve students until 8 a.m., and then from 8 a.m. until 11.30, services are available only to staff members. Here's the thing. The menu and ordering, it is all done online. Wow. And then the student baristas make and then deliver the orders to the classrooms. Very cool. She mentioned that for some of the lower-functioning students, it has been great opportunity for them to learn like how to navigate the building, and they've got... They're barista carts, and I mean, I can just picture it now. These people are like probably the kings and queens of the halls as they deliver these um, much-anticipated orders to staff. Oh, I bet.
0: And this is really cool to hear how they took the challenging COVID situation and created something lasting.
1: Absolutely. So the shop started with some grant funding, but has now become so successful that it is self-sustaining. Profits go back into the coffee shop, and then it also helps support other of the special services programs. Well,
0: for the first time in my life, I sort of wish I worked in education so I could visit the coffee shop (laughs) and see the student baristas in action.
1: Well, actually, there may be some plans in the works to get the perfect blend, and they're super Star baristas like Weston and Isaiah out into the community through pop up shops. Oh, and of cool. course, you know, we'll promote those as they happen. For sure. So I asked Ms. Schneider if there's anything she wished that others knew about the special services programming, and she highlighted two things. The first is how fortunate we are to have the staff that we have in these programs. So much work goes into planning an average day for these students. There are almost 30 students in the program, so it is very busy and takes a lot of coordination. If you think about, they each work different work shifts. They've got commitments, and the staff's trying to arrange transportation and chore schedules. Um, it, it's a lot. And she was just really uh, complimentary of the staff. Yeah. And then the other thing she mentioned was that she hopes the community hears about these students and their work ethic and capabilities. And maybe might start reimagining how students could be value-added for these other organizations. Um, She just really very gracefully explained how companies might be struggling to fill certain jobs right now because they're tasks that, you know, are more routine and they're repetitive. Yeah. And she just hopes people don't think, oh, you know, I've got this job, but it, it just doesn't seem like it would be very fulfilling. Or maybe, you know, like, I don't want to insult anyone by offering them, you know, this routine work. She pointed out that these soft skills like sorting and organizing and cleaning, these are skills that need to be practiced over and over, and these might be ideal jobs for some of these students. Um, So she just hopes that with the staffing crisis that companies are facing right now, that maybe they consider how these special services students could bring value in maybe a little different way than what companies are used to. Yeah. So she encourages people to set aside any apprehension or any notions that maybe what you offer isn't enough. She says it's worth a call to see what might be a good fit for um, some of these students with these jobs out there. Well, that's really
0: awesome. Who knew that the house on the corner right there played such a big role in helping people with different abilities gain confidence and plan for life after high school?
1: Exactly. Okay. One more thing along these lines. Nick, you know that building that's being renovated on Highway 50, if you're heading east, it's over um, next door to Gifts for Individuals? Yeah. So that's the future home of even more special services programs through the high school. That will be mostly aimed at specialized workplace skills, and we're going to cover that in a future episode, um, maybe you know once it's up and running. Yeah. But it's just neat, though, to see. I've heard what they're planning for that space, and I think it's going to be cool.
0: Sounds good. Well, what else do you know?
1: A few quick but important updates. High Point Restaurant is now open for business. This burger and shake joint opened their first Illinois location here in O'Fallon last week. There's so much uniqueness about High Point, but I think one of the coolest parts is how much they've already partnered with other local businesses. Just this past week, they've used salsa, donuts, mmm, donuts. You and the donuts! <laughs> Sauces and beer from O'Fallon places like Nitro Salsa, Peelwood Bakery, and Boarding House Bistro. If you are not already one of their 5,000 Facebook followers, you're going to want to click that like button because they post daily specials and they look amazing. Um, And then one final update. In recent weeks, we promoted the book sale held by the Friends of the Library, and we learned recently that they raised, Nick, nearly $10,000 in their five-day sale.
0: That's fantastic. Isn't that
1: crazy? Yeah. Over 2,600 people visited, which is more than double what they normally have. And on that Thursday alone, over 900 people came out to buy books. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. So big thanks to everyone who volunteered, coordinated and shopped the event. This is not just like your neighborhood book sale. This is a huge event and the money raised stays right here in the community to help provide um, quality programming.
0: For sure. So Jess, what's on the calendar for this week?
1: O'Fallon Fire and Rescue has collected firefighting gear to send over to Ukraine. It sounds like they've collected more gear than they anticipated, so they've had to make some adjustments to the shipping. Um, But what hasn't changed is that they are still in need of financial donations to help cover the cost of shipping the equipment overseas. If you would like to donate, checks can be made out to the O'Fallon Fire Department and dropped off at the fire station headquarters on Taylor Road over there by the sports park or mailed to the address that we'll include in the show notes. This Sunday, May 8th, is Mother's Day, and the Regency Conference Center is hosting their annual brunch. Now, this event usually sells out, but this year they've set it up into four different sessions with easier access to seating. Mm-hmm. Two of the four sessions have already sold out, but there's still space in the 10 a.m. and the 1.30 seatings. Um, it's a wonderful event, and reservations are required, but we'll link to that in the show notes.
0: Will they have donuts?
1: I don't know. Okay. I, I figured so. you would know. <laughs> mm, donuts. Donuts. <laughs> donuts. Next Saturday, May 14th, is Founders Day in the downtown district. There are activities all throughout the day to include a live auction where O'Fallon experiences will be auctioned off. And now we've covered that in a previous episode and we'll link to that in the show notes. Cool. Also on Saturday, May 14th at 6 p.m. is an evening with the History Guy at O'Fallon Station. Now, very early on in our podcast days, we highlighted O'Fallon resident Lance Geiger. He is also known as the History Guy. Mm -hmm. His YouTube channel, if you recall, has over 1 million followers. He does some deep dives on events that you would expect from a History Guy. So he goes through certain battles, um, important people, but he also has videos on the history of things. Like orthodontics Or the history of allergies And one of his most popular videos Is the history of cats The
0: internet does love cats
1: They do And he lays out why the domestication of cats Is one of the most important developments In human cultural history Okay Right? Um, So this is set up to be a night of education and fun. It is a ticketed event. Tickets are $20 and includes two drinks. And all of the proceeds support early childhood literacy initiatives. So we'll link to that in the show notes.
0: Well, I can tell from when I lay out the newspaper each week that events and fundraisers are really starting to pick up, uh, especially after this weekend. So uh, stay tuned because there's going to be a lot more to do if you enjoy being out and about in the community. Yep. And on that note, I've got to get going.
1: Thanks, Nick. It's always a pleasure.